On Friday, April 17th edition, we'll talk about top basketball prospects skips college and goes directly to the NBA G League. Von Miller tests positive for COVID-19. Florida governor leaves the door open for live sporting events and much more. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at 711 sports underscore podcast or search us on Facebook and Twitter. The NFL Draft is less than one week away and will be held this upcoming Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, ABC, and NFL Network. The league is very avid about having the draft. For the first time ever, it will be held virtually and Roger Goodell will announce every selection from his basement in Bronxville, New York. A lot of fans are saying it won't be the same without being able to boo the commissioner every time he makes a pick. Every time in the league, we'll be drafting from home through the app Zoom. The Cincinnati Bengals have the number one pick and are heavily favored to select Heisman winner and national champion LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. The Redskins have the number two pick and are projected to select Ohio State defensive end Chase Young, the best player in the draft according to every draft expert. The Cincinnati Bengals had the worst record last year in the league at 2-14 and and were awarded the number one pick at the end of this year. They have many needs, but quarterback is number one. Even though they have a veteran quarterback, Andy Dalton, he might not be on the team by August. The Bengals have been shopping Dalton around this offseason. The rest of the top five are as follows. The Washington Redskins, the Detroit Lions, the New York Giants, and the Miami Dolphins. The next question is, where will Tua Tungavaloa go? For the longest time, he was projected to go to the Dolphins at five, but now everybody is having second thoughts. Even with all the injury concerns, some experts believe Tua is still the better quarterback than Burrow. However, most of them and the rest of the teams also believe that injuries are too much. And even though Burrow was a one-year wonder at college, he doesn't have any history of injuries. It might be one of the most entertaining drafts of all time, especially since millions of fans will be quarantined in their home, desperate for some sports. Justin Herbert out of Oregon recently has been getting some love. He was the 2020 Rose Bowl MVP, and both scouts think he's a perfect scout, perfect quarterback size for the NFL. Most have him going to the Chargers at six, but could see the Dolphins taking him, at, taking him as well. Jordan Love of Utah is ranked. Utah State is ranked the fourth best quarterback in the draft. He's projected to land with John Gruden's Raiders. The Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has said that professional sports are essential business. He hopes that if sports can be brought to the television safely, it will help the mental health of his constituents and those across the country. In a statement the other day, he said, the one thing I do support, I think we need to support content, especially like sports and events. And we're not going to have crowds there. I get that. But if we can do like NASCAR does, a race and can televise it without having large crowds, I think it's a good thing. I like to see Woods and Mickelson do the golf because that's social distancing. You wouldn't have a gallery there. You wouldn't have the crowds. But to put on that on TV, I think people have starved for content. We haven't had a lot of new content since the middle of March. The WWE has already been filming at their studios in Orlando, Florida, where they recently taped WrestleMania 36 and extended the offer to the UFC. There have been talks and made about a Major League Baseball postseason in a quarantine season at a spring training facility. It does seem plausible at first. Do you think the NASCAR race would be safe? However, critics would have to say that it takes a whole lot of people to put a race on. There are also 15 people per pit crew, which makes it almost impossible not to get less than six feet away from its person. DeSantis is the only governor in the nation offering his opportunity for sports leagues, but only the WWE is taking advantage of it. 
Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. The semifinals and championship game of the NBA Horse Tournament presented by State Farm aired on Thursday night on ESPN. The first round was aired on Sunday and had four matches. The semifinals just match was between the 2004 Finals MVP Chauncey Billups and Utah Jazz guard Mike Conley. Conley made some incredible shots versus the retired Billups. He was able to hold off Billups in an HORC to HOR win. Conley would move on to the championship to play the winner versus Levine and Quigley. Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine and first-time All-Star played versus WNBA player Ali Quigley of the Chicago Sky. Levine defeated Paul Pierce in the opening round and had many acrobatic layups. Quigley tried to make some tough shots, but most of them did not go in. Levine would eventually defeat Quigley HORSE to HOR. The championship round was between Mike Conley and Zach Levine. Conley, who won the whole thing, had a huge advantage by playing indoors. Levine said, who is from Washington, it was hard to play in the rain. He also said he was not able to grip the ball because it was cold and the court was slippery. Mike Conley even had his own gym in the house. Levine had a valiant effort, but ultimately came up short. Conley won the Players' Horse Tournament presented by State Farm, HORC to HO. Jake Glazer gets lots of criticism for his alleged big news. Jake Glazer was on the radio program The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon this past Tuesday, and he closed the interview by saying that he had big news to break. He would be breaking this news on Wednesday's show at 11 p.m. His words were, it will be very big breaking news. I can't say it yet. I'm telling you I'm breaking big news. I have a scoop. Legit big breaking national news tomorrow on the show. Then the guys joked a little about what it was, suggesting that the Jets win the Super Bowl. Then Jay responded by saying, you guys are making fun of it. It's not news to make fun of. After the show, Twitter went nuts trying to guess what it was, and many people excited about it thinking it was a blockbuster trade deal in the NFL. The Wednesday morning, Jay tweeted out, the news I have tonight is not transactional news, not a player getting traded or signed. Woke up to see y'all going ape. You know what guessing what it is. It's not what you think. When the people turned in at 11 p.m. Central Time, some were severely disappointed and others were disgusted. The big news turned out to be that Brian Allen, the center for the L.A. Rams, had been the first NFL player to test positive for the coronavirus. After the show, Twitter went nuts again, this time ridiculing Jake Laser for hyping up a story that turned out to be the news of someone's poor health. Many people wondered why he would detastefully advertise a show that way. But most were not so polite. Many assumed that they was trying to get ratings and views for his show. You can imagine the vitriol he received. However, Jay went on the Rich Eisen show Thursday afternoon to try to clear things up. He said that his words were taken out of context when Jason tweeted out his quote in big news. Then he said he had a, got a garbage of text the next morning from people wanting to know what the news was about. That's when he said on Twitter, if it was not what you think. But Jay said it got a nerve. 
Jay seemed pretty upset that so many people were mad at him, but to his credit, he had originally said he was the news to make fun of. However, because the, he words big news, legit scoop, and big breaking news so many times on that Tuesday radio program, many thought it was going to be an exciting story. Overall, he may not have intended to overhype the show so selfishly to get views, but the use of vocabulary could have been different. Von Miller becomes the second NFL player to test positive for coronavirus. The star outside linebacker for the Denver Broncos told Nine News in Denver yesterday that he had tested positive for COVID-19. What makes this even more scarier is that he has an underlying condition that could make it worse. He told then, I started to get a little cough. You know, I have asthma and I started getting a cough a few days ago. His girlfriend had told him that it didn't sound normal. So yesterday he got it checked after his nebulizer was not working. His doctors then persuaded him to get tested for the, vi- for the virus. Miller said, it's crazy. I have to be quarantined here at the house. That's not really any medicine or anything like that. This is like an hour since I learned I tested positive. I'm not sure what's going on, but I tell you what, I'm in good spirits. I'm still Vaughn. I'm not feeling sick, hurting, or anything like that. The Denver Broncos stated that Von Miller had gone public with this news because he wanted to emphasize that anyone can be affected by the virus. He is still under the treatment of team doctors and will be continued to be evaluated. Former Legend Center and now TNT NBA analyst Shaquille O'Neal said on Instagram earlier this week that the 2000 through 2002 Lakers could beat MJ and the Bulls in their primes. The 95-96 Chicago Bulls went 72-10 and at the time had the best record ever. The Bulls went on to win their fourth title. The Chicago Bulls won six titles from 1991 to 1998 and all are considered one of the greatest dynasties in sports history. Michael Jordan's final shot as a Chicago Bull was a dagger to beat the Jazz in Game 6 of the 1998 NBA Finals. Before Shaq went to the Lakers, LA had a few down years. Shaq was drafted by the Orlando Magic with the first overall pick in the 1992 draft. Shaq led the Magic to the first NBA Finals in 1996 where they were swept by the Houston Rockets. During the 1997 NBA offseason, Shaq signed a deal with the LA Lakers thanks to legend Hall of Famer Jerry West. Lakers also traded for 17-year-old Kobe Bean Bryant in the 1997 NBA draft from the Hornets in exchange for a few players. Bryant, along with Shaq, would go on to be one of the greatest duos in NBA history. In 2000, the Lakers won the first title since 1988 when they defeated the Pacers in six games. Shaq would be named the league and finals MVP that season. Lakers would repeat in 2001 and 2002 by beating the Sixers in five games and sweeping the Nets in 02. In 2001, they had the greatest postseason record ever in league history at 15-1. After getting upset by the Pistons in the 2004 NBA Finals, Shaq would get traded to the Heat and Kobe would win two more titles for the Lakers in 2009 and 2010. However, not a lot of people agree with Shaq by saying that they could beat the Bulls in MJ's prime. One of the teams that makes a very strong case that could possibly be the only threat to the Bulls would be the 16-17-17-18 Golden State Warriors. They were almost unstoppable with a healthy Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. Even though in 2019 they lost to the Raptors in six games, led by Kawhi Leonard, this Warrior team will never be forgotten. Golden State won the title in 2015, 2017, and 2018. They basically dominated the 2010s and maybe would have been the only team in NBA history to beat them. In my opinion, that's the only team that could possibly beat the 90s Bulls. (music) 
top high school prospect from Georgia, Jalen Green has decided to forgo college and will turn to the NBA G League. Green was projected to be a number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft. He was a five-star recruit. Of course, if he was able to enter the NBA right away, he would still be a top five pick this season. Earlier this year, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver made a new rule where players could skip college and not have to go overseas and still play professionally. G League players could make up to $500,000 this season while with the new rule by the NBA. The NBA is also working on a new one-and-done rule with the Players Association. The league's goal is to let players come right out of high school and skip college. This is also a rumor if the NBA decides to go with this, players that decide to go to college will have to go at least two years, similar to how baseball does it. The G League is the NBA Developmental League. It is mostly used for teams that want to get a better look at the players and have no room for the team on their current roster. G League president says that's a real program that the NBL has. Sharif Abdul-Rahim, the president, told ESPN, It's appealing. We have kids leaving the United States, Texas, California, and Georgia to go around the world to play, and our NBA community has traveled there to scout them. That's counterintuitive. The NBA is the best developmental system in the world, and those players shouldn't have to go somewhere else to develop for a year. They should be in our developmental system. One of the reasons why the NBA decided to let players come right into the G League was because top recruits like LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton decided to forego college and play in the NBL in Australia for one year before declaring for the NBA draft.